Hello, God loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Almost a Wife podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, losses, and successes on my social media outlets so I can connect with you. Visit me on Instagram at almost.awife. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at Almost a Wife. And by the way, I'm also on YouTube by searching Almost a Wife Podcast. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Hello, God loves you. I am your host, Dimitri Farr, and welcome to episode seven. Wow, I cannot believe we're on episode seven. We got three more episodes and then that'll be the end of season one. But this episode is about what makes you happy. So I had a task that was assigned to me that had me to really dive in and think about, you know, what really makes me happy? What are my, what am I passionate about? What am I happy about and what drives me, right? And so I had to really dig deep into that because, you know, when sometimes we're in in our thoughts and our minds and, and we're thinking about so many things that we don't even think about, you know, what truly makes us happy as we become adults. You know, when we're kids. Oh, my gosh, there's so many fun things. We just have the sky is the limit. We have these dreams. We have these things that we want to do. We have all these plans. We have all of our friends. We have all these things that we want to do when we're younger. But as an adult, as we take on those responsibilities, as we take on new titles from being a mom to having those jobs, to being a father, to to um, maybe even some being ministers or some that are just being friends. And, you know, they hold all of these different hats on their head. Right. Well, one thing I'm realizing is once we take those titles in, sometimes we just forget about what truly makes us happy and we just get caught up in the mundane of the everyday life and we don't really evaluate ourselves on that happiness. You know, one thing I really know is that the joy of the Lord is what gives me that strength. And I had to really think on, you know, what makes me happy. And that truly does like God sincerely does make me happy. But I was thinking on it because what truly makes me happy makes me understand, you know, why I am the way that I am or what what drives me. Right. But it was it was almost disheartening because at first I really couldn't think about what made me happy because I think I'm in the mindset of survival mode. I don't know if if you guys have ever experienced that where it's like, you know, you're just going from day to day, trying to make sure, you know, from paycheck to paycheck, trying to make sure that everything is taken care of, making sure your household is sustained, making sure that you are, you know, doing and being everything that you're supposed to be. But you're really not looking at yourself or things that are pleasing or happy or good for you, even just to have some downtime. You know, I was just speaking to some of my friends last week when I was saying, you know, it's good to at least give yourself an hour or so a day of just you time. This is for anybody. This is for mothers, fathers, kids. You just need to have that downtime where it's just you and you're doing something that you enjoy just for you, for your peace of mind, just for your sake. Right. And Sometimes it's it's hard for us to separate ourselves or take that time away to do to do that thing that that makes us happy. It, your thing might be, you know, watching an episode of one of your favorite episodes. Your thing might be reading a book. Your thing might be spending time with God. 
Your thing might be um, watching a movie. Your thing might be taking a drive. Your thing might be writing. Your thing might be drawing. Your thing might be contributing to your business. You know, whatever that thing is that, that makes you happy, that contributes to your happiness, that's something that, you know, we should make time to do. And so as I dug deep, I realized the number one thing that I'm, I'm most happy about is God. I mean, I'm not going to be a cliche. I can only speak for Dimitri, but God, I am truly, truly happy about God and Jesus Christ and how they are a part of my life. Holy Spirit are all a part of my life and how they lead and guide me and, and, and direct me every single day. Because man, if I had to do everything off of Dimitri's strength, off of my thought processes, off of the way that I wanted things, my emotions and honey, honey, this world. Jesus helped me because, well, Jesus helped y'all because I was like, you know what? God is good because I'm glad I'm not God. I don't have to take on the burdens, the cares of, of other people, the sins and all. I mean, whew, God is just so freaking amazing. He gives me peace. He loves me unconditionally. And I don't think people understand what unconditionally means because when you love somebody unconditionally, that means you're choosing to love them because love is a choice. Love is an action word, right? Love is something that you're choosing to do unconditionally with that person or things or whatever it is with all of their flaws, all of their positives, their highs, their lows, everything. So even in even with loving our children, you know, sometimes we may not always like them because, you know, they're going through life and they're trying to understand life through their mind. They're processing through their experiences. And some of those things are not always positive. They might not have the best experiences when it comes to, you know, school or may not have the best experiences as it goes through those growing pains of trying to understand friendships and people not liking them or people who do like them, or maybe they're going through the phases that they're getting older and teenage and they're starting to interact with the opposite sex and having to understand those emotions. And, you know, all of these things that we go through that can change our condition of liking, right? But not love. Because God says we are to love in spite of, in spite of everything and all things, we have to do things in love, right? So unconditionally means in, in everything that happens, we are to love that person and the people in our lives and everybody, honestly, with love. Is it hard sometimes? Absolutely. But God loves us unconditionally. And I'm so grateful that he doesn't pick and choose what he loves me about, that he doesn't pick and choose to tell me that, you know, he's there for me or not just because of a certain thing or situation or a choice that I made. I'm super grateful that he is unconditional. His love is unconditional. And then I, I'm, another thing I'm happy about is that he is my source, that I can give him everything, everything that I worry about, everything that I stress about. I don't have to hold on to those burdens. And I know sometimes, guys, please understand, I get it. I know I'm a witness that it is not always easy to just lay our lives on the line and trust God with everything in our lives. Because even me, I am a complete control freak at times. And I have to ask God to break down that that control that I have because he is in control. I can't do everything at my own strength. I, God knows so much more and so much past where my even thought processes can be 
sometimes because of our experiences and the things that we are, we can't see past what we've gone through. It's hard for people to see past the the hurt that they've gone through. It's hard for people to see past the disappointment that they have gone to. And they don't believe that there's any hope because they're stuck in their dismay. But God is my source. God is our source. And we have to give everything to him. Every hurt, every disappointment, every um, if you've been laid off, if you've ever had a loss, if you've ever had any tra- trauma that has happened to you, uh, a rape, any type of any anything that has come to you as a negative and you can't see life past that situation Maybe someone in your family was killed. Maybe someone that was the matriarch of your family passed away. There's so many contributions as to what can stop or keep us from moving forward and allowing us to lay everything on the line for him. God is our portion. He is our everything. So I am so grateful that I can lay every burden, every fear, every joy, everything that I am weighed down with, that I can lay those things at his feet and leave it there. Many times we say, yeah, we pray about it. I'm going to let God handle it. But then we pick it right back up. Because we don't see a change or we don't see a positive outcome or we don't see where God is going to take us or we don't see the end result. I even in myself, I also do the same thing. But we have to reiterate that. Wait, wait. Come on, girl. Come on back. Come on back. You have given this to God and you have to let it go. And I believe that's Holy Spirit. It taps on us to remind us, hey, you gave that to me. Let me handle it. Let me be your comforter. Let me be there for you. Let me let me be in your presence. And many times, sometimes those things that happen in our lives, it's God tugging on our hearts to draw us closer to him. I'm not saying that every situation is a bad situation or that every situation that um, we look for is going to be comfortable because it's not. Most times, too, we have to look at everything that is bad. The ending result is not always to hurt us or intentionally keep us from growing. Okay, sometimes it's to process us or push us to where God would have us to be. It's not easy. It's not easy to hear. It's not easy to even understand or even comprehend, but that's because he is God and he knows all things. He knows even in the end where we will be. He knows what has happened once we pass. He knows our life and he wants us to get to where he wants us to be by providing those opportunities of experiencing him. And sometimes it takes some of those situations to give us a wake up call to draw closer to him, to pray to him, to exalt him, to lift him up, to get in the word, to read, to study yourself approved so that you have that word in your heart. The next thing that I've noticed is how God corrects us in love. He is a God who loves us, but corrects us in in a way that, you know, um, it, it sometimes can be hard to understand. But if you truly have a heart, your heart is towards God and you hear God and you understand him and you have a true relationship with him. Holy Spirit will speak to you in a way that you know that it is him and he will correct you just before you're about to to do something that you know you have no business doing. It's that little thing, that little voice that you hear, which I I know is Holy Spirit that is speaking to you that lets you know, "Uh -uh, don't do that. Uh -uh, Let's think about this. Now, you know, if you make this decision, what the outcome may be, even if it's dealing with past relationships, past people that are in your lives or 
going back to a, a different situation or going back to a job that you know is not fulfilling or something that you don't really want. God talks to us in ways. Some ways God actually speaks to us. We hear, I know I hear some people get visions. Some people, he comes to people in dreams, but he corrects us in love. And I'm so appreciative of that correction. And it not only does he correct it, we have to be humble enough to receive the correction and accept the correction. That is the part where there is true growth and maturity, I feel, in in spirituality. When you you reach that opportunity where you like, you know what, God, you're right. I, I shouldn't do this. I have gone that way. You are warning me for a situation. I appreciate the warnings. And even sometimes God sends the correction or love through people who you know have nothing but the the best for you in your life. They love you and they want nothing but the best for you. And they're there to encourage you and keep you from uh, going down a path or direction that maybe they have lived before. And so they're coming to you in love and correction and God can speak through people as well. So I just appreciate all these facets of, of God. And he's he is another thing that I realize that I am super happy about what makes me happy. Another thing that I'm very happy about are my boys, you know, Chase and Preston. I could say so many things about them. Uh, they're twins. They're, they're 12 year old twins, soon to be 13 in November. And, you know, they bring me so much happiness. And sometimes I, I get so bogged down with correction with them that I don't see all the joy and the happiness and the goodness in them because I get frustrated because, you know, we as parents, we see and expect so much from them because they know better, because we've taught them better. They are a representation of us. And so if they're not doing things in the way that we are trying to teach them and guide them, then sometimes it frustrates me. I can say me. I can speak for it. It is frustrating because not only are you repeating yourself a hundred thousand times, or maybe you're just saying um, you're you're um, trying to guide them in a way to where they understand, or maybe they're giving a little bit of pushback, or maybe they think they know better, right? It in all of these things, yes, they have those growing pains, but outside of that. There's so much love and joy and excitement in their eyes, the happiness that they have, like just seeing them grow up and growing into their own personalities and seeing how they're engrossed in their own things. Like Preston, he's so adamant about, you know, being a, being a director, right? He wants to, he likes taking pictures. He likes having, you know, making videos and directing and, and editing and, and all of these things. He just loves the camera right? Sometimes in front of it, but mostly, you know, him doing his things. He's, he's very fascinated with photography and just the camera in itself. And, and he even wants to, he says, be a director, which I think is awesome. Just the dreams that the kids have. And then Chase is coming into his own self and, you know, he's, he enjoys, he enjoys music, but what I didn't understand was that he um, enjoys beats and the flow of things and how things sound, right? So it's like he has a producer's mindset. And I was like, wow, this little boy has a, a music producer's mindset that I didn't even realize until maybe a month ago. Like it blew me away because I was wondering, I was like, God, what is going to be his thing? And he seems to be really good at it. So, you know, we as parents, we want to kind of lead them and guide them in the way that they're supposed to go and, and encourage them and give them opportunities when they're really, really excited about something, encourage them to want to go forth in that. 
I love how they ask about life. Like, you know, I have boys and I always make sure that I keep an open door for them to be able to want to come and talk to me about whatever that they're dealing with or questions that they may have. And I appreciate that being that they're boys, that they trust me still um, open enough to come to me. And I pray that that continues throughout their life, especially as they're coming into teenage years, because I, I speak against and I'm speaking against it right now that they will. We're not going to have that separation, that miscommunication, that shutdown to where they're not going to want to talk to me. They're not going to want to be around me. I'm speaking against that right now. Because I want to keep that open communication. Now, one thing I'm a firm believer of, and, and I'm not, I, I can't speak on anybody else, is that I don't want them to not feel like they can't talk to me. But I also separate the fact that that we, we're not friends. Now, we can communicate, we can talk, and we can love with each other, right? Not at this age, because they're still growing and learning, right? Hopefully, as they become adults, then we can go towards the friendship way, but at this point right now, I'm more of a mentor to them. I'm more, I'm their mother. I'm their leading source. I am that they are the arrow in my hand that I'm shooting them in the direction towards God and where they should go, right? And so because of that, I have to make sure that they understand that I am their mom, that I'm here to keep them safe, to lead them in the way that they should go so that they don't depart from it, that um, just to teach, teaching them those fundamentals about life and everything to help them be the best citizen on earth as well as being a man. Now, I can't teach them how to be a man, but I can teach them things that can help them be a, a better man only from, you know, a female's perspective. And again, I'm not a man. I'm not trying to teach them to be a man. And they have mentors for that. But I try to make sure that they understand that I'm here to help them and that I am their mom. It brings me much joy that they're just happy about the minimal things in life. Like it, they don't have to have a whole lot. And I appreciate that. They don't put too much on me or ask for things that just cost a whole lot of money. The things that they ask for are minimal. And I'm so appreciative of that because sometimes we can set standards or provide things or have things for them, for our kids. And they, they're asking for things that are way outside of our means. And that's just, you know, sometimes kids are that way, but I'm appreciative that my boys have, they're not, they're not that way. They're not always caught up in the materialistics of things. And they're not, you know, asking for astronomical things. Now one does like, you know, shoes and to dress nice and things of that nature. And so I am praying that God will provide those avenues in order to where I can do some of those things. But at the same time, it is done in moderation. It's not an overdoing. And those who are able to do that, by all means, you know, I have nothing against anybody who's able to do whatever they can for their children. I can only speak for myself. And then I love the fact that they are just so silly. They're just they really are just silly, happy kids like they really are happy, just happy-go-lucky. If you ever meet them, they're the nicest boys, very polite, you know, fun to be around, just good boys, right? And so they just bring me so much joy. And I actually am super happy and proud to be their mom because every teacher that interacts with them, every person or adult that, you know, comes around, they, they always have positive things to say about them. And that is um, attributed to me, but I think that that's also, I thank God for that. Yes, I am instilling great things in them, but it's because of God's grace and his mercy of keeping me and sustaining me so that I can teach them and train them in the way that they should go. I'm so appreciative that, you know, it's not all me. Yes, I take a lot of credit, but it's not all me because I thank God for that mindset. And then I'm super happy about having my support system. 
You know, we have to have people. God has created us to have relationships, to have people in our lives, to have people to be be there for us. And sometimes it's not always easy. Sometimes, you know, we're estranged with some of our people and some things or some some kind of way or even with our friends. But one thing I tell you is I'm very thankful for my family that they're they're always there. My mom has been there. You know, my my grandmother, she was definitely there for me. You know, my brothers and my sister, you know, they're definitely very there for me. And I appreciate and love them. Um, for being there for my dad and my uncle and, you know, my aunts, just all of my family. I'm so appreciative. My cousins, you know, I, I have a great relationship with my cousins and these are my younger cousins. I'm, you know, I'm older, but I have always tried to be kind of like a guiding for them um, as they've grown up, you know, as they've been teenagers and just, you know, try to give them some experiences and try to instill good things in their lives to to show them um, that they don't have to take all of the the paths that I have taken. Not that I live such a tumultuous life because I did not, but I want them to make choices better than what I made because I want them to have and be happy and be joyful and, and experience life to the fullness, right? And so I just appreciative for, you know, even my cousins and having, and honestly, because of them, um, I think that has helped push me in even being able to do this right now. I had a conversation with them yesterday and um, I was trying to think of like, what is it that I, that I do, right? What, what is this thing that I'm doing with this podcast? And they were like, man, they were like, you're a life coach. And I was like, a life coach? What? No, like, I just, I don't know why it's so hard for me to see that as being a title, but it's, it's been hard for me to kind of accept because I don't see myself as that. I don't see it's just very hard. And maybe that's imposter syndrome. I don't know. And imposter syndrome is where you're belittling yourself or not seeing yourself in, in a way that is positive or that you're, you're actually, actually a great, a great person and great thoughts and great ideas, but you minimize those things. And it it very well could be that. And I don't want to belittle myself because I want to be there to help people and be the best that I can be. And I want it to be where, you know, it's led by God, but I understand that it's through God that I am guiding these people. So I I am just now coming to terms with thinking. And I had a good friend, hey, Deanna, who told me about life coaching. She told me about this uh, months ago and I shot her down about it too. Because I was like, man, whatever. I don't know nothing about being a life coach. I I don't think that that's, you know, maybe in my mind, I don't think it's legitimate. I really am going to have to pray about this and seek it a little bit further. But yeah, that's where I'm at with my family. So that's why I say I appreciate them supporting me and pushing me even in this and even in doing this podcast. And then my friends, man, I have some great friends. I have some friends that I've had even since elementary school. Like, I, oh man, you and many people don't have those great experiences or still can say they can call up a friend that they've had since elementary or middle school. I can do that. I have about three to five friends that I could call up right now if I wanted to and have a conversation and it wouldn't take away. It wouldn't be like, girl, you ain't talked to me like 10 years or you haven't talked to me in about a year. It would be as if we have never skipped a beat. That's how you know that you have true friends. And then you have other friends where you might speak to on a um, consistent basis, maybe every week or every month or every day. Right. So I have different levels of friends. And then I have my friends that are that um, are my community from my church. And I'm so, so appreciative of those friends that are in my life because they correct me in love. They are my love and community. And this is where 
we've learned about ecclesia and what ecclesia is is the church that is the true we the people are the church not the building right and having ecclesia and having those relationships where it's not just seeing each other at church, but being involved in each other's lives from a day-to-day basis. And I'm so, so grateful. And I don't want to call people's names out because I don't want to miss anybody that I feel that is close to me from my community church. But I'm just appreciative and grateful for them being in my life from the mentors, for the people that pray with me, for the people that just pour into me, those that encourage me, those that bring correction and love, those that can teach me through scripture, those that can teach me through prayer and so much more. I'm grateful for those friends in my ecclesia from ecclesia because that makes me understand and know that there truly is a God who loves us and understands us. And he puts those people in our lives just strategically where they need to be to push us to where he would have us to be. And then lastly, I'm thankful for my almost a wife team. I have a great team of ladies who who work with me and I'll speak more um, about them and in later episodes. Um, But they are just they're just great women. I'm just I'm I can't even explain how just how happy I am to have a team. And, And, you know, and it's so crazy because when I started this podcast, I never thought that you know, I will be doing something like this, but let alone even having a team, someone that's doing marketing, someone that is managing me and keeping me on my toes about meeting my goals and my points, and then someone to run my social media. Like, it's crazy to me that God would set me up in such a way. And I know this was God led. This had nothing to do with me, but they are the best and the greatest women. And like I said, I, I want to introduce them in upcoming episodes. So um, I just want to say right now, thank you to Christy and thank you to Tamisha and thank you to Shantae for all that you guys do for me. Because if it weren't for you all in our weekly meetings that we have together, I wouldn't be able to put forth this, this ministry that we have that we're putting out for people that I know are helping people and we're loving on people. And I just thank y'all immensely for being there for me. And the last thing that I've noticed that makes me happy is, man, I really enjoy helping other people. Now, I've noticed that I am a talker. I know y'all know that. I have always been a talker. I used to get in trouble for talking as a young child. And I love just, I love helping people. I love even teaching or helping people see things, teaching them and seeing things in a different perspective, right? Just interacting talking. I love to be around people for a period of time. I love having, um, you know, game nights and just having that good fun time, just being silly. And even now there are some people who haven't gotten to know me, the me, Dimitri, the true Dimitri, even from my, you know, from my church, they may not know me, not, may not know this side of me, but this truly is who I am from the silliness and just, you know, say things that are just silly and just outgoing and talking that this truly is the authentic me. The who I'm giving you on this podcast is definitely who I am. And so I I enjoy just interacting, seeing people, helping people see things from another perspective, helping them think and understand, you know, like, hey, why are you making those decisions? Let's tap into that a little bit deeper. Let's see why. You know, I'm always asking why and always asking questions. And so 
once you get down to and you ask a few of these questions, you usually most times get to the root of what the real issue is. And it's so great to see that person and get that aha moment of, wow, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Maybe you're right. And once people acknowledge something that may be going on in their life, then that's when change can occur because they can they can pinpoint a situation has gotten them to where they are. And if it's not where they want to be, this is where change can happen. And it's so grateful to help people get to that. Then I'm a person who loves to correct and love. Now, my twins might not think that way because I am very strict with them and I am working on that tremendously. But correcting and love, and I teach them that as well, that, you know, sometimes we have to have correction. And I believe that I'm good at doing that in love and not pointing down or making belittling somebody or being condescending. I I try my best and I hope that this is Holy Spirit that speaks through me that I can correct and love in a way that people can receive it. Because there are sometimes we can talk to people in that way or in certain ways or even come to them about certain things. And if you don't say it in the right tone, if you don't have the right facial expression or the right body language. So I'm very intentional on how I communicate. And I take pride in that and trying to do that in correction. Now, if people don't want to receive me or if they have a preconceived notion about me and not even giving me the opportunity, there's nothing I can do about that because that's not my situation. All I can do is be me and try to explain and show them in what I believe and 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 explain it from my perspective, right? So um, I'm appreciative of that. I love encouraging people, encouraging them to take that step Take that new job, take that new thing. And it's so funny because even though I love doing these things, it's hard to be the person to take my own advice because I'm not one to jump into new things. I'm not one to just trust the process of the unknown because because that's that control factor. Yet again, ding, 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 that I have to be willing to let go of. Right. But I do. I enjoy encouraging people, letting them know that this is not the end. Letting them know that there's still life after everything. There's still time to go on, to move on, to still love on somebody, to forgive people. Man, I love to encourage people to even forgive because the forgiveness, as I've said before, is not for the person. The forgiveness is for you because you're stuck into that in that mindset of what they have done for you or done to you. And I guarantee that person that you probably have not forgotten has moved on with their life and they're probably not even thinking about you. So it's always best for you, the person, to forgive that other person so that you can live in your greatness and who God will have you to be. And then I just love to support people. I love to follow up. I like to check in. I like to call and check and and text and make sure that people are okay. Like I, 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 I love doing that. And so understanding that I love to help people and love helping people with God at the forefront It just brings me joy. It brings me true happiness. So those are the things that I am truly happy about. And I hope this makes you think about some things that you're happy about. What are those things that just make you beam with joy and just make you smile, right? Like these things, as I'm going back and looking at my list again, these things truly do bring a smile on my face. And I do want to leave you with this scripture is Psalm 33 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord your God is good right? Blessed. You're happy. You're fortunate is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Man, it's like we can just have a a peace 
that just surpasses all understanding. We just have that joy in him. We allow God to love and lead us every single day. So I hope that this touched somebody. I hope this blessed you. I hope that this has just just done a great thing for you. And I, you could be listening on any type of options that we have out for you to listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm on Amazon Music. I am on Google Podcasts, YouTube, you know, all of these things. And I'm just so grateful that you've taken some time to listen in and sit with me. Another thing I do want to say is every other Sunday, I do what's called Dropping with Dimitri. And we do these discussion jar. And in the discussion jar, I do these random topics where I just pull from these different topics and I speak on them. So maybe you can join me on a live on Facebook and Instagram one Sunday. Um, usually they're Sunday at four, every other Sunday. Uh, actually, it's the Sunday before episodes drop, which drop on Thursday. So you can just, you know, dive in and, and join in with me and interact with me on these different topics. And sometimes these topics are extremely, man, I hit a, quite a few topics that I was like, man, did I really just pull this out? Even though I wrote them down. I'm open to being vulnerable because these are topics that sometimes are not always comfortable, but I know we need to have these conversations because we need to be all that we can be through Christ who strengthens us. So again, I just thank you for joining in with me and remember that God loves you and so do I. Thank you for listening in today. I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I don't want you to miss out on any of my amazing transformation experience. So don't forget to visit my social media outlets to have the most up-to-date information on Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. Make your day amazing. And remember, God loves you.